You're listening to the weekly podcast of Citizens Church with Pastor Chris Norman. For more information on the work that God is doing through Citizens Church, please visit us online at citizenschurch.org. I want to talk to you today um, about this idea that we say a lot in church, but we don't really talk about it a lot. At least we don't talk about the how-tos. And that's this idea of freedom. Freedom. See, I believe there's a lot of believers in the, in, any believers in the house? Any, come on, any, any people say, I be, I'm a believer, I believe in Jesus. Not believer, come on, believer. Any believer? Okay, two of you got that. Thank you for the sympathy laugh. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> I believe there's a lot of believers in the room who have the opportunity to walk in all that God has for you, but never truly experience all that God has for you. I think it's real easy in uh, this Christian life, in our, in our life today, it's real easy for us to um, not step in and not walk in all the plans and all the blessing and all the experience that God that God has for us. And if that's true, uh, what, what would be holding us back? Well, uh, the writer of Hebrews tells us to throw off everything that hinders us, throw off everything that's keeping us held back. Paul says in his letter to Philippi, I'm forgetting what's behind. I'm forgetting what's behind. I'm pressing on. So, so that means there's gotta be something that, that holds us back from experiencing all that God God has for us. You know, when the disciples asked Jesus, how, how do we pray? He said, he said, pray like this, that thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I just think that there's some believers, maybe even in the room today or watching online, who you're, you're going to heaven, you're saved, but you're not free on earth. You're going to heaven, but you're not experiencing heaven on earth. And I'm so glad that you're gonna get there one day, but I believe that God has some plans for you while you're here. I believe God has a purpose for you while you're here. I believe God's got some things he wants to show you. And I don't know if there's anybody with some faith in the room today that wants to agree with me that God's got some things planned for your life. And it's not just one day, someday when I get to heaven, it's right here, right now. So if I'm gonna walk in this, how, what, what's going on, what's keeping me? Does anybody ever, come on, can I just be honest? Is there anybody that's like me and just, you know, you, you find yourself getting inspired on a Sunday? Like you, oh, that, that message was so good. That's right, I'm gonna, I'm, I love it, I love it. I need to say hello to God's people. I need to say hello to God's presence. Here we go, I'm going, I'm going. And then Wednesday rolls around and it's just like, I'm in quicksand, I can't. What happened? I was on fire Sunday, but then life, doesn't life have a way of just weighing you down? Come on, does, doesn't disappointment and, and, and life just weigh us down? And so we get this inspiration and this fire, like, all right, we're gonna go, we're gonna run into all that God has for us. But sometimes I feel like we're just running on a treadmill and we're not going anywhere. Anybody ever felt like that? I think there's some things in our life that if we don't get honest about them and we don't address them, and, and I'm believing we're gonna address it today, uh, if we don't, I, I believe there's some things in our life that are keeping us from moving into all that God has for you. What does that look like? What does that look like? Well, Hebrews said, throw off the weight that so easily entangles because some of us, 
some of us end up uh, picking up and carrying things that we were never meant to carry. So, so some of you, you're walking around, and yes, this is real. And yes, I am tired from last service because I did this for a while. So, some of you, th- this, is, this is the weight of other people's opinions. This is the weight of what other people think about me. This is the weight of I've got to I, I, I've got to get affirmation. I've got to get I, I've got to you know I've got to make sure I get enough likes on that post that I just posted on Instagram. And if I don't, I'm gonna I'm gonna delete it. I'm gonna repost it tomorrow and try again. Come on, somebody! I'm gonna text some friends and say, Hey, can y'all share that? Can you say something? Can you can you like that? Because I just don't want to be out here looking like an idiot. So I I, I just I, I I I need I need likes. I need affirmation. I need I, I need other people to to tell me who I am and what my worth is. And some of you, you're carrying around the weight of people's opinions. You're carrying around this weight in your life and you're just, you're, you're just you're like going through life trying to run into all that God has for you, trying to be the, the person that God's called you to be, but you're carrying this weight. And God's got some things he wants to give you, but you don't have any room because you, I, oh, well, what, what, does, what will they think? What will they say? And you're walking around carrying the weight of other people's opinions and you don't know who you are. So you find your identity and what other people say about you and what other people think about you. Can I just tell you, if you're carrying around the weight of other people's opinions, you need to find your identity in Christ. Let him tell you who you are and, and, and not carry around this weight. But so many of us, we're walking around carrying this weight of opinion. Maybe it's not the weight of opinion. Thank you, sir. Maybe, maybe it's the weight of unmet expectation. I was believing God for something. We said, I wrote it on the card. Trey prayed the prayer. I believed it. And then it didn't happen. Unmet expectation of I thought it was going to be different. I thought it was going to work out a different way. I thought it was going to work out this way and, and, and it didn't. And, and, and now, now I'm, I'm frustrated How many of you know that when your experience doesn't match your expectation, frustration sets in? And some of you, you're you're walking around, you're going to heaven, thank God, but but you're frustrated on earth. We got so many frustrated Christians. We got so many many frustrated people. That's why people don't want to come to church because they don't want to be around you. You're frustrated. (laughs) Because you're carrying around the weight of unmet expectations in your life, unanswered prayers. Things you were believing God for and you didn't experience. Things you were hoping for. I thought this marriage was gonna be different. I thought my family, I thought I wasn't gonna have the same issues my parents had. I thought I wasn't gonna deal with the same addiction. Unmet expectation. And we're carrying around this weight. God's wanting to give us something special. God's wanting to give us a future. And we're carrying around the weight of unmet expectation. Maybe it's not unmet expectation. Maybe you're carrying around the weight of your past. Past hurt. What they said about you. For some of you, it's, a, it's what a parent said about you. They place that over your life and you just believed it for whatever reason. For whatever reason, you just received it and you believed it and now you've been living every day of your life like it was true. Maybe it's what, what someone did to you. They hurt you. They were supposed to be protecting you and they hurt you. They were, they were supposed to be carrying you and they dropped you. 
And you carry around this weight of my past, this hurt in my past. And what you do, what we tend to do sometimes is especially if it was a relational hurt, if somebody hurt us, then we carry that into our next relationship. And then matter of fact, we lead with it. And we say, well, no, I can't get too close to you because I got this hurt. Or we hand them the hurt and we hand them the weight. There's some people that you're in relationship with right now who are carrying the weight of someone else's mistake because you never learned how to let go of the weight, because you never learned how to let God heal the past. And you're walking around carrying this weight of that. Maybe, maybe it's, it's the, the weight of you know, a church leader that hurt you. Church hurts real too. Church hurts some of the worst kind of hurt because they're supposed to protect you spiritually. They were supposed to protect you and take care of you and lead you. And for whatever reason, maybe they, maybe they were carrying some weight too that they never learned to get rid of and they ended up hurting you. Because if we're not careful, we'll bleed on people that never cut us. Yeah. And you're carrying the weight of your past and God wants to give you a future. God wants you to run. God wants you to press. He wants you to press into to the future, press into what he asked for you, but you're carrying around this weight. Maybe it's not what somebody did to you. Maybe it's what you did. You're carrying the weight of failure. You're walking around with, I messed up. I made the mistake. Maybe it's something as deep as the sin that you you committed. Maybe it's a, a business that you started that didn't work. Maybe it's a marriage that failed, a relationship, but you're carrying around the weight of failure. Maybe it was a mistake that you made, a compromise that you told yourself, I'm never gonna do it again, and then you did it again, and you did it again, and you did it again, and before long, you're just carrying this weight. God's wanting you to, God's wanting you to run into your future, but you're carrying this weight. For some of you, it's the condemnation from your, from your failure. It's condemnation. It's, it's shame. It's shame from your, your failure. There's somebody in the room. I just feel it right now. There's somebody in the room right now. You made a mistake, and you've been walking around like you are that mistake. Because here's the difference. Guilt, guilt and shame are two different things. Guilt and shame are two. Guilt, guilt is okay. Guilt helps you know, I, I shouldn't have done that. I don't need to do that again. Guilt says, I did a bad thing. Shame says, I am a bad thing. And my Bible, Romans 8, says that there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If you will lay it at the feet of Jesus, you don't have to walk around carrying the weight of shame from a mistake or a failure in your life. And you walk around carrying all these weights. And God's saying, I have a plan for you. I have a future for you. And we come to church and we go to the series. It's Hello Future and it's awesome. I'm so excited. And we get ready to run into all that God has for us. But, but sooner or later, what happens is, is we're trying to run and we're just, God, I'm coming. God, oh, you got a plan for me? Oh, you want me to take a step? That's great. I want to, but oh, uh, this, uh, they weren't lying. These are heavy. You can't move. Uh, Sonny said, you're not going to be able to pull that. You're right. And we, and we tried to move. 
We try to run. We try to go into our future, but we're too, we can't press into all that God has for us because we're too busy pulling what's behind us. We're too busy pulling this weight of things that we were never meant to carry. And we go through a life pulling things, never being able to press into all that God has for us. And I just believe today, I'm just going to tell you, I'm going you know, to spoil the ending. I'm going to you know, let you know up, up front, there's a spoiler alert. Um, you're going to get free today. Yeah. You're going to get free today. You're not walking out of here still carrying these same weights that you carried before. So maybe you're carrying opinions or your unmet expectations or the past or your failure. But you got to learn to let it go. You gotta learn to, oh, I feel the spirit of frozen in this place right now. You gotta, you gotta let it go. Come on, tell your neighbor, say, let it go. Come on, tell, tell your other, that neighbor was snobby. They had their nose up to you. They didn't wanna talk to you. Turn to your other neighbor, tell them, let it go. Let it go. You gotta let it go. How do we do it? It's easier said than done, right? How do I stop? Trey, you don't understand. I've been, I've been pulling for a long time. I've been, I've been pulling this weight for a long time. I've been trying, I've been trying to walk in all that God has for me. And I keep wondering why I can't go anywhere. I keep wondering why I end up in the same place that I started. I wonder why I just keep getting pulled back and pulled back. And it's because you're carrying these weights that you were never meant to carry. You're pulling something you were never meant to pull, but you're asking the question, well, how do I let it, let it go? Well, I think in scripture, it gives us some ideas and we find ourselves um, with the same mentality that some Jewish believers had in the book, of, the book of John. I want you to check out John chapter eight. We're gonna show and throw it up on the screen. You don't have to turn there right now, but John chapter eight, Jesus is talking to some believers and he's telling them how to experience freedom. And it says this in John eight thirty one to the Jews who had believed him. Come on, where's the, Jew, where, where's the believers at? Where's the believers at? Let me see, hands up, hands up, believers, believers, believers. Okay, if your hand's not up, it's okay. We're gonna fix it before the end of service. It's awesome. Uh, but, but John eight says to the Jews who had believed him. So this is for us, to the believers, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciple. Then you will know the truth and the truth. Somebody say truth. truth. And the truth will set you free. They answered him. So much like how we answer God today. They answered him. We're Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Come on, number one, if you wanna walk in and press into all that God has for you, you gotta, number one, you gotta admit your issue. You gotta admit your issue. These believers, they look at Jesus, Jesus is talking about being slaves, and they're like, we've never been slaves. We're not, we're not slaves, what are you talking about? We're free, we've always been free. Um, what about Egypt? What about the Babylonians? What about the Philistines? What about, what about the fact that they're currently under Roman occupa occupation right now? And they're like, we're, we're free, we're good. We're good, we've, we, what are you talking about? We're, we've never been slaves. And we do this in our lives with our issues with God. We try to say, we, we're good, I've got it. What are you talking about? I'm not carrying anything. I don't have any issues. I'm free, I've never, I've never been a slave. And there's a lot of believers walking around with this mentality today. But can I tell you this, that God can't use who you pretend to be? Yeah. 
I'm going to say it again. Somebody else needed to hear it. Uh, God can't use who you pretend to be. And we do this, we, we get so good at this in the church where we got everything together, we got all, everything's good and I don't have any problems and you get all, you know, dolled up when you come to church on Sunday and you, like everything's good and got the family together and the kids and everybody's all good and we come in like not, nothing's wrong. We got a smile on our face and we're, we put on this show that we've got everything together and we have no problems, but God can't use who you pretend to be. We got a lot of believers coming to church acting like they got it all together. But in reality, I'm pulling, I'm pulling stuff behind me. And if you could see what I've been pulling, you wouldn't think that I'm all this nice, perfect, everything's together. You got to admit your issue. What, what, how, do I, how do I do that? What, what, what do you mean? Because we've got, we've got two generations here. We got, we, got the, we got the older generation. What's old? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> May, if you got up this morning and your knees cracked, I, I don't know, maybe you're old. You just get up. Oh, Jesus. Uh, we got the older generation who's notorious for not admitting any issues. Like I got no problems. We don't talk about it. My parents said we didn't talk about that growing up. You just, you just suck it up and you keep working hard and you don't act like you got any issues and you never let anybody in on your life. We got that, that, that denies their issues. And then we got a younger generation who just puts all their issues out there on TikTok and Instagram and social media and they're in love with their issues. I remember the last time I talked to a young adult that didn't tell me they were OCD. Like I just, they're wiping the condensation off of their cups. I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm so OCD. Not everybody's OCD. Like probably not. But we've got one generation that says, I, I don't have any issues. We've got another generation that just wants to glamorize and put all their issues out there and it's all okay. And, and, and it's, it's good, we're in love with our issues and neither one is leading to freedom because you've got to be honest and admit your issue. What does that look like? Well, the Bible tells us in 1 John, in John 1, 9 says, says this, 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. What does that word confess mean? It means, it literally means this, okay? It's not like you go into a priest and you get into a confessional and you tell them all your, all your issues. It's not what it means. Here's what the word confess means. It literally means say the same thing. Say the same thing. So when I say that you've got to admit your issue, what I mean is you've got to come to God and call what you're dealing with the same thing that God calls it. You've got to come in agreement with what God says about your issue. So you don't deny that you have an issue and you don't glamorize your issue. You come to God and say, God, if you say it's sin, I say it's sin. If you say it's hurting me, I say it's hurting me. I'm gonna come in agreement with what God says about my issue. That's how you get free. You come in agreement. You see, we got a whole bunch of believers that have, they're carrying these weights. They're carrying these things. They're carrying them on behind you, trying to walk in all that God has for you. And they go to God and say, God, I need a breakthrough. I need a miracle. I need you to touch me. I need you to heal me. I need you to save me from this. I need you to help me let this go. And, but what we do is we come and we either deny our issue or we, we glamorize our issue and don't call it what God calls it. And God, we're walking out wondering, God, I just spent 30 minutes praying for a breakthrough. Why am I not seeing the breakthrough? And and God's saying, we didn't agree on anything. 
You got to call it like I call it. You got to view your past the way I view your past. You got to call that issue. You call, you call it an issue. I call it sin. Well, we, we got real good at just at glamorizing the issues in our life, don't we? Like we call, we call adultery an affair. Like, like that's not an affair. An affair is we're going to go out. We're going we're gonna to go to dinner with friends. We're gonna, it'll be an affair. That's an affair. God says it's adultery. God says it's stepping out on your marriage, on your covenant. That, that like we, and I'm not trying to beat you up. I'm just trying to help you see that, that there's things that God says about your life and you've got to come in agreement with what God says about your life. Otherwise, hear me, otherwise, you're always gonna be pulling. You're always gonna be pulling that issue. If you don't learn to let that hurt go at the feet of Jesus and say, God, you tell me to forgive, so I'm gonna forgive and I'm gonna keep walking forward. And it's still, it, it hurt me, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you know, not acknowledging the hurt, I'm not denying the hurt. I'm just being honest about the hurt and I'm bringing it to my healer or you're always gonna be pulling. If you don't learn to bring that failure, you're always gonna be pulling shame, condemnation, if you don't get honest, if you don't come in agreement with God, you're always gonna be pulling things that God never intended for you to pull. You gotta admit your issue. Number two, number two. Is this helping anybody? Okay. Number two, you gotta ask for help. You gotta ask for help. Can I just tell you, our church, Citizens Church, is a safe place to ask for help. This is a crucial, critical ministry of our church called Cruise. We call it small groups. This is where, here's what I'm not expecting you to do, all right? I know because you're like, Trey, you're gonna ask me to join a crew right now. Yeah, I am. But here's what I'm not asking you to do. And by the way, you can. You can go right outside, right after this service, add to the tent, and you can sign up to join a crew this season. Say, Trey, I don't know, I don't know what kind of crew I need to join. Some of you are dealing with exactly what we're talking about today, trying to, to learn how to take steps in your life. We have a spiritual formation small group that's happening every other Monday. And I would love if, I'd love if everybody in our church went through this because it is, it's, it's helping you learn how to reshape and rethink the patterns of thinking that you have, you have uh, cemented in your brain and learn how to walk in the freedom that God has for you. So you need to join a crew. But here's what I'm not asking you to do. I'm not asking you to go sign up for a crew and then you show up next week to a, a stranger's house with 10 other strangers and you just, bleh, here's all my issues. Because that would be weird. Some of you, some of, some of you, you're like, you're not, do, you're not joining a crew because you're terrified of that moment. That's what you're expecting is gonna happen. It's like, that's what we gotta do. I don't wanna join, I'll just stick with Sundays for now. Like, I don't wanna do that. That's not what I'm asking you to do. What I am asking you to do is join a crew. And over time, you start to build friendships. And over time, you start getting more comfortable with people and you're, you're building friendships. And then you have a few people, not everybody in your crew, but you're gonna connect with somebody in your crew that's walking in the same direction as you, that loves Jesus, that comes to church. And, and then you're just gonna be walking with them. And eventually you're gonna come to a place where you're able to talk about the things that you've been pulling around in your life. And so you join the crew and you get some friends and you start talking. Because James 5.16 says this, Therefore, confess your sins, there's that word again, to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. 
The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Confess your sins to each other. Not a priest, not a pastor. Don't, don't come find me after church and tell me all your issues. All right, don't just, don't come corner me right after this and say, all right, here's my list. Here's all the things that I've got going on. No, 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 we confess to each other. Now, I know some of you are looking at that, that word sin and you're like, I, I guess this big, scary, you know, dark word. Let me give some definition for sin, what, what he's talking about. Uh, to miss the mark. Another one is this, I, I, I look, to wander from God to wander from the plan that he has for you, the, the goal he has lined out for you, the life he has laid out for you, to wander. I think if you could ever confess in your wandering, it will keep you from those destructive moments in your life, those big, bad decisions. That that's what we think of when we think about sin. Oh, we think about the big failure. But if you could confess your wandering, it would save you from the destructive behavior that comes later. Confess your wonder. What does that look like? It just means that you get some people in your life that you can say, hey, I'm, I haven't been reading my Bible like I should. I've just been wandering. I've got, I don't deal with like these major sin moments, these major sin issues in my life anymore because I have, I have five guys in my life I have five guys that I can call and that call me and we talk on a weekly basis and we check in with each other and we love each other and we know each other, what's, what's going on in each other's lives. I have these guys and I say, Jamie, hey, I'm a, I, I, haven't been, I haven't been like reading my Bible. I, haven't, I just haven't felt, man, I feel like I'm wandering. I, I haven't been wanting to spend as much time with my wife as I should. I haven't been wanting to spend time with my kids like I should. Like I, I'm wandering. And it's in that moment when I confess my wandering, that I start to let go of some of the weight that, I'm easy, that I could easily just carry for the rest of my life. And I confess my wandering. So here's what it looks like practically. You go to a, you go to a crew and, it's, and you walk up and you walk in and the crew starts and then they ask like, hey, how you doing? How you doing? Just like, good, good, good. I'm good, I'm good, great. Honestly, great, great. Honestly, best I've ever been doing. Like, I, I am great. Okay, do you need, you need prayer for any prayer requests? Uh, just, you know, unspoken, just general, just general prayers. I'm good, I'm great, I'm good. Just, just general, general prayers. And then small group ends, crew ends, and then you, you go to that friend that you've made or that leader that you've connected with and, and you say, Chris, hey, you remember when I said I was good? You remember back there? Because I said I was good, you know, we, we had the prayer thing, so I got smoking. I'm not good, Okay. <laughs> And then they pray for you. And it's in that moment. Look what James says. Look what James says. Confess your sins to one another. And here's what he, he says at some point. I'm gonna find it in my notes. Here it is. The prayer of a righteous person, look, is powerful and effective. It's in that moment when I confess, I've been struggling. I've been dealing with stuff. I've been wandering. I've been carrying. I've been pulling the weight of a mistake or a failure or a hurt or unmet expectation or I'm pulling all these, these what I want people to think about me and I'm so consumed with all that. I've been, I've been pulling this. And it's in that moment you start to experience healing. It's in that moment that you start to experience 
freedom. It's when you admit your issue, you get honest with it, you call it what it is. Some of you just need to admit that you have issues. We all do. We all have opportunities in our life to carry weight around. You got to admit your issue. Then you got to confess. You got to ask for help. And then number three, number three in the band can come. Is, again, is this helping anybody? I just want to make sure I'm, I'm, I'm on the right track here. Number three, because you can stop pulling the weights that you were never intended to pull, but that doesn't mean you walk in the future that God has for you. And I think there may even be some believers in the room who you have no problem admitting and you have no problem confessing and asking for help and you have no problem dealing with this, but you're not walking in and taking steps toward the future that God has for you. Because Paul didn't stop with, I forget what's behind. He also says this in Philippians chapter three, I, I don't just forget, but I press. Somebody say press. I press forward. I press on. I don't stop. I keep taking steps and I keep walking in my plan and in my purpose. I keep pressing. I keep pressing, but we have a problem with this. Why do we not all press into what God has for us? I think it's because sometimes we think that the, once we let this go, then it's all supposed to be rainbows and butterflies. And in reality, what we're experiencing is, is thorns and caterpillars. Like we're supposed to be like, I let it go, Trey. I, I, I let it go, but I'm still not experiencing what God has for me. I'm still not moving forward. And I think it may be because you're not pressing. You're not pressing into what God, what do you mean? Well, Trey, you keep saying press. What, what do you mean? How do I, how do I press? You see, because, because what happens is when, when we let things go, the devil then brings an opportunity for you to carry some more weight. He brings a hurt. Somebody says something about you again. Somebody hurts you again. So, so, somebody lets you down. So, somebody disappoints you. There's unmet expectation again. And he's wanting you to stop pressing and start pulling again. Because here's what you need to understand. There's no press without pressure. There's no press in your life without pressure. If I'm just doing this, it's wasted motion. It's wasted movement. We got, we got too many Christians just like, just running in place because there's no pressure. You're, you think that, you think that, okay, okay, if pressure comes, then it must mean God left me. It must mean I'm like, what happened? I, I wasn't supposed to deal with this anymore. I thought I wasn't supposed to have trouble anymore because we think that the Bible says no weapon form is, is gonna be formed against us. But it doesn't say that. It says no weapon formed against us won't prosper. And so you've got to understand, I'm just, I'm, my goal today is just to get a press in your spirit. My goal today is just to stir up somebody to say, I'm going to keep pressing today. I'm not going to stop pressing. I know, I, I know I've got some stuff I got to deal with and I'm going to let that go. And I'm going to lay it at the feet of Jesus. And I'm going to keep pressing into all that God has for me. Even when trial comes, even when trouble comes, even when mistake happens, because the Bible says, when you fall, not if you fall, but when you fall, you get back 
back up. And so when all of that happens, I'm not gonna stop. I'm gonna keep pressing. And we get these opportunities. And instead of pulling the weight behind us, no, 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 no. We're not, we're not pulling anymore. Now we're pressing. Now we're pressing. And yeah, I had an issue come up. Yeah, yeah, they hurt me, but I'm, I'm not gonna stop. I'm, gonna not, I'm not gonna stop pressing. Look, do we have, do we have the rest of that Hebrews 12? Do we have, can, can you throw, throw that scripture up? I don't have it in my notes, but I remember seeing it. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Because what we do is we need to look at Hebrews 12 that says, I'm gonna throw off the way. I'm gonna throw off everything that hinders us. How do I keep pressing? Fixing my eyes on Jesus so that I'm not looking. Oh my God, Jesus, help me preach this. I'm not looking at the weight that I've been pulling. Instead, I'm looking at Jesus as I press. And even though I've got weight and I've got issues in my life and I've got things that come up, I'm not gonna stop pressing because I keep my eyes fixed on Jesus and I don't see it as a weight. I don't see it as a weight anymore. No, it's not something that's meant to hold me back. It's something that's gonna make me stronger because Hebrews goes on to say, strengthen your weak arms, strengthen your legs. And when you press and when you keep pressing, God's making you stronger so that you can handle more than he's called you to. And so I'm going to look at it as pressure, but I'm looking at it as it's producing power in my life. I'm a little bit fired up about it. But we find ourselves inevitably in a place like Paul. You know, when Paul wrote the letter to the church in Philippi, he was in Rome. And when he was in Philippi, he was, uh, he was in prison in Rome writing this letter. And when he's in Philippi, he's actually in prison in, in Philippi. We know this story. Remember, like, Paul and Silas, they find themselves in prison. But hold on. We... We were preaching your name. We, hold on, God, we were, we were pressing. We were, we were pushing, we were preaching your name. God, we were preaching your name. Why am I in prison? And some of you came to church today and this is where you find yourself. You thought you were doing everything right. You come to church, you read your Bible, you pray, but then life happens. You find yourself in a place. Man, it feels like I'm in prison. What? It wasn't supposed to be this way. It was supposed to happen like this. But Paul, he had a press in his spirit. He he had this. He had this press. Like, you know when you get that stank face, you know what I'm saying? Like, just come on. You get mad at the devil kind of face. Some of y'all need to get mad at the devil. Some of y'all act like it ain't no big deal. Y'all need to get, get some press in your spirit. And Paul, Paul says, I'm gonna I'm press. Says, Silas, you, it's midnight, man. We're in prison. We don't know if we're gonna make it tomorrow. We don't know if we're gonna make it through the night. They may come in and kill us. I don't know. What, we gonna, what, what should we do? I think we ought to press. And they start, they start singing. I don't know what they sang. Probably owe the love by citizens worship. I had to guess. 
I don't know what they started singing. I, th- I don't know if maybe they, maybe they started singing. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if y'all know, y'all know Fred Hammond. I grew up in the Pentecostal church. We, we sang a little, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. It won't work. I don't know what he's saying. Maybe he starts singing. I don't know, Chris, what do you think? He, what do you think they start singing? Did his world with my soul. In the middle of prison, in the middle of my pain, his world it's well. In the darkest point of the night, when it seems like there may be no hope, I'm not gonna stop pressing. In fact, I'm gonna start praising. And I don't know if anybody is in a prison today. I don't know if anybody's in a trial today. I don't know if you're struggling. Don't stop singing that, Chris. You keep singing it, you keep singing it. I don't know if you've been struggling, you've been pulling, you've been striving and straining. And maybe you just need to get a press in your spirit today that says no matter what my situation looks like, I'm gonna keep pressing, I'm gonna keep praising. No matter what what comes tomorrow, I'm gonna keep pressing, I'm gonna keep praising. I'm gonna praise him through my problem. I'm gonna praise him in the middle of my prison. I'm gonna praise him in the middle of my storm, in the middle of my issue. Oh, come on, church. If a church could have some faith that would say, no matter what lies behind me, I'm forgetting what's behind me. I'm not pulling it anymore, and I'm gonna press into all that God has for me. Devil, come what may. You can come at me one way, but in Jesus' name, you're gonna flee and seven ways. I've got some press in my spirit. Oh, is there anybody at 11 o'clock service today that says I've got a press in my spirit? There's no devil in hell that can stop me. I'm going to keep pressing. I'm going to keep praising. I'm going to keep worshiping. I'm going to keep coming to church. I'm going to keep going to small group. I'm going to keep serving. Even when I gain in weight, even when pressure comes my way, I'm not giving up. I'm not going to stop because God's never given up on me and he that is in me is greater than he that's in the world. You got to get a press. You got to get a press. You got to get a press in your spirit. You got to get a press in your heart. You got to say, I'm not going to stop pressing and it's not holding me back. No, it's making me stronger. So there's some of you can be seated. I'm closing. I'm done. I'm done. There's some of you here today and you've been pulling. You've been pulling. No wonder you come to church so tired because you're pulling all this weight. You're carrying stuff you were never meant to carry. And today you're going to leave it at the feet of Jesus and he's going to set you free. He's going to heal you. But some of you, some of you are going to start pressing. Some of you say, I, I'm going to get my faith. My faith is going to get stronger and I'm going to keep pressing. And I've been facing a battle, but I'm going to press through my battle and I'm going to keep my eyes fixed on Jesus and I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep pressing toward the prize. The prize is in the press. You don't get the prize without the press. Some of you are hating the press. 
Some of you are cursing the press. Some of you are saying, God, take the press. I don't want to push anymore. I'm tired of pressing. And God said, no, 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 no. The prize is found when you press, when you press toward the mark, toward the prize, the high calling in Christ Jesus. Keep pressing. Thanks for joining us for today's message from Citizens Church. It's our prayer that through this message, God would impact and inspire your life. If you have any questions for us or would like to let us know how God is using these messages in your life, please let us know by sending an email to connect at citizenschurch.org. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online and help in seeing more lives changed through the work here at Citizens Church. Thank you so much for joining us. Gotta, gotta keep on.